You are beautiful. You are smart. You are funny. You are kind. You are unique. You are worthy of love and affection. You are never too much. And you are always enough. You are precious. You are a diamond, a rose, a pearl, the most stunning of all God's creation. You are worth more than you could ever imagine. Worth more than the numbers on the scale, or the hair product you use, or the shoes you wear. More than how many girls wish they were you, or how many guys wish they had you. More than the price tags on your clothes, or the percentage at the top of your math test, or even the number of followers you have on Twitter. Your worth surpasses all earthly things, because in the eyes of the Lord God, you are loved, and you are worth dying for. Regardless of who you think you are, whether you model in a magazine, or you model pottery with grandma, whether you're on the hot list or the not list, whether you're a head cheerleader or a high school dropout, whether you're Miss Popular or you've never had anyone you could call a friend, whether you love yourself and love your life or you can't stand to look in the mirror and you feel as if everything in your life is falling apart, whether you're such a winner or you feel like the world's biggest failure, regardless of who you think you are, the reality is, is that you deserve someone who would give up their life for you because you are powerful and strong and capable. Read about the women in the Bible. Esther, Ruth, Martha, Mary. These women changed the world forever. And inside of you, each and every one of you is a woman with that same power and that same strength and that same world-changing capability. And your responsibility is to find that woman and to set that woman free. This is who you are. And any voices in your mind that try and tell you differently are from the enemy. And the next time you hear dreams, this is what you say. You say, nuh-uh, not me, Satan. I am a daughter of the living God, cherished, loved, and adored above all things by the creator of all things for the glory of him who is greater than all things. I am awesome. And please, don't you forget. Um, welcome to the to, um, second series of Commitment and Leadership Dating. Today's section is not letting the world define who you are in a in dating, dating and relationship. So, what defines you in life? Who defines you in life? Nobody can define you except God himself, the God who created you. Don't... Don't be defined by your mistakes. We c we all look back and see times where we gave into temptation, we let our guard down, and it was compromised. We were sloppy and didn't handle the situation the way we should have handled it. 
It's easy to be defined by one mistake in life, by one moment. By parents getting a divorce, by a business that didn't make it, by how parents raised their children. The enemy is called the accuser of the brethren. He would love for you to go through life letting one single mistake, that one bad season, cause you to be condemned where you're not passionate about your dreams, but that one mistake did not stop God's plan for your life. It did not stop God from loving you like he did on the cross where he bled and died to save a wretch like us. God still wants to have a relationship with you no matter what you have done. You may have failed, but you're not a failure. That was a moment in your life, that one season. It doesn't determine your future. Don't let one mistake define who you are. If you go around wearing negative labels on your back, like not strong enough, I'm a loser, my, the, some, my friend's parents are divorced, addicted to something, failure, compromised, it will keep you away from the fullness of what God has in store for you. Quit relying on people. What they do or don't do does not determine your worth. Quit waiting for people to approve you and start approving yourself. People may not encourage you. You could encourage yourself. People may not make people may not make you feel special, but you can make yourself feel special. For I am a child of the Most High God. I know I'm crowned with favor. I'm one of a kind. I'm a masterpiece, and so are you. Learn to receive your value, your self-worth, from your Heavenly Father. The people who value or try to value and define who you are will not matter. Not to you, and of course not to God. The only thing that matters to God is how you look at Him, or how you look to Him and see that He values you very much and knows that you are going through because he personally created you. That's how he knows. God determines your worth. Your worth and value matters to God very deeply when he took your place on the cross and died to save you from eternity in hell. If you have your Bibles, please turn to John chapter 4 verse 7 through 39. Verse 9. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. The Jews and Samaritans were defined into two different groups and labeled differently, where they couldn't even talk to one another. But Jesus didn't care how people labeled them or how the world defined them. Verse 10, Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given the living water. Jesus at the well asks her for a drink. The woman replies, How can I give you how can I give you a drink if you have nothing to draw water with? Where do you get that living water? Jesus replies, Anyone who drinks of the water from the well will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I give them will never thirst. For the water I have to him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. 
The woman replies, saying, Sir, give me this water so that I may not thirst again or have to come here for water. We see that Jesus is offering the Samaritan woman living water of life. And the woman asks, Where can I find this living water? Jesus says, Call your husband and have him come here. I have no husband, the woman replied. Jesus answered, saying to her, You're right, you have five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. The woman perceived Jesus as a prophet. Jesus told all these things this woman has ever done. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Even though Jesus reminded the woman of who uh, reminded the woman of her past mistakes and failures, Jesus still reached out to her and did not labor her as a lost cause, an outcast, all by one mistake she made in life. Our mistakes and failure does not cancel God's plan for us and what he has has in store for us. God has already taken into account of the mistakes we would ever make. But with his love and mercy for us, Jesus has forgiven us of our sins and mistakes we made when he died on the cross. You have made mistakes, but you have to learn to forgive yourself. Stop beating yourself up over what didn't work out, like a bad relationship that didn't work out between you and your boyfriend, so you had to break up. Sometimes we can forgive others, then we can forgive ourselves. Maybe you can't forgive yourself by wasting your whole life on drugs, and in the future, you knew it was a big mistake. That's in the past. You can't change what's behind you, but you can do something about what's in front of you. God's mercy is bigger than any mistakes you've ever made. He can still get you to where you're supposed to be. Because that's what Jesus did with the Samaritan woman. Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where we ought to worship. Jesus answers, Woman, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. He reminded the woman that the past doesn't matter, but he reminds her of where she needs to be in life. That's that there's still time to accept the living water of life that God is offering us today for eternal life with God in heaven. But you have to do something. You need to forgive yourself for the mistakes you hold on to. Let go of the mistakes you have made and hold on to Jesus and accept the drink Jesus offers you today, which is living water. Quit dwelling on everything that you did wrong. How, sh how you should have been more disciplined, how you don't control your temper. The moment you ask God to forgive you, he forgave you. Not only that, he doesn't remember your mistakes. Because he washed all our sins away in mistakes and made it white as snow. Why don't you quit, rem why don't you quit remembering what God has forgotten? Quit with... Quit, quick, replaying your failures, quit reliving, reliving your mistakes. Sometimes what we think is a mistake is really the hand of God. 
It doesn't say the enemy led him into the desert. It says the spirit led him into the desert. There'll be times when God takes you into things you don't understand. Feels like a failure. The door closed. The person walked away or walked out on you. You could have been down on yourself thinking, God, I was being my best. What did I do wrong? How do you know that wasn't the spirit leading you there? Some doors are supposed to close. Some people are supposed to walk away. Some opportunities are supposed to last. Are not supposed to last. And the way to a destiny with Jesus, God will lead us into a desert experience, into something that doesn't make sense. And if we let what seems like a failure define us, then we will miss what God really had in mind. Every silent season is not the enemy. Every desert experience is not a bad thing. You don't know what God is up to when we go through what seems like a failure. It's easy to think. But I don't have, it's easy to think that you may not have God's favor now. Nothing's working out. But I say, no, stay in the faith. You're on the verge of a new level. God's about to take you where you've never been. Now keep passing these tests. Other people may judge you about where you are, look down on you, think you're finished. Man, you're in the desert. You're way off course. Don't pay attention. God has the final say. They may discount you now, but your time is coming. They will see you promoted, honored, in a position of greater favor. So will you let Jesus get you back to where you're supposed to be at and accept his drink that offers you his drink that he offers you today? Living water of life, eternal life with Jesus Christ. My challenge today for you is don't let what you've been through taint the rest of your life. God wouldn't have allowed it if it was going to keep you from your purpose. And whether you brought the trouble on yourself or whether the Spirit led you into the desert, one thing I can assure you, God is not finished with you. Your mistakes did not cancel your destiny. You wouldn't be alive if there wasn't, some, if there wasn't something awesome in your future. Now, why don't you take off all those negative labels and put on some new labels? Forgiven redeemed, child of the Most High God. If you'll do this, I believe and declare, despite your mistakes and despite your failures, despite despite your doubts, you're still going to leave your mark and become who you were created to be right now. Guilt is leaving. Discouragement is leaving. Favor is coming. Promotion is coming. Breakthroughs are coming. Healing is coming. The fullness of your destiny in Jesus' name. Don't let your bo- don't let your boyfriend or friends you know define who you are because they don't know you or where you come from. They don't know the struggles you may be facing right now or will face. But God does because he created you. He made you for who he wants you to be and not what the world wants you to be. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Psalms one thirty nine fourteen. Psalms thirty seven twenty three to twenty four. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fail, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Don't find your worth in young men. 
because they cannot or never give you the desires of your heart. Yes, he may desire to be with you, but he cannot give you what your heart needs. Only Jesus can. Psalms 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That, that means remain in the Lord and never leave his side. Seek him with your heart for you will find him. Psalms 145.19 He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He also hears the cry and saves them. I'll say that again. Psalms 145.19 He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He also hears the cry and saves them. Matthew 7.7.12 Ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find it. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who seeks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. So come to Jesus. If you, if you seek God with all your heart, and look at his door, and if you knock at his door, and ask him of what your desires and ask him of what your desires will be, it will be given to you, as long as it is honorable, and if it's God's will to give you what you want. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word today. Thank you for going with us and staying in the fire alongside of us as we face struggles in life, such as temptations, Heartbreaks, anything that has weakened us from living out the life you have called us to live out. I pray, Lord, the people who hear this message will know you and accept you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.